Business is simple. It's just not easy. We focus on three things to help you run and grow your business more easily. Talent, sales, and how to scale. Can it be that simple? Talent. Develop a robust recruiting, vetting, and training process to help capable people and then help them to become who and what they want to be. Sales. Have a logical go-to-market strategy. Build the sales and marketing structure and plan around it and then attack and execute the plan with fanatical consistency. Scale. Know where you're going, why you're going. Share with others why they would want to join you. Be clear on who's allowed to join you and what they'll need to do to stay on board. Anticipate roadblocks. Avoid them before you get stuck. And then when you do hit one, and you will, stay calm, problem solve, and find resources to get unstuck. Sounds simple, right? Simple to understand, but not easy to do. Join us as we focus on the tips and tricks and hacks for running a profitable, hyper-growth business. We'll share real-world horror stories and celebrate the victory sagas that will inspire you. This is the Talent, Sales, and Scale Show. Everyone, welcome. This is Brian Whittington with the Talent Sales and Scale Show. Uh, today we have a really cool guest. We're um, going to talk about a whole lot of things, but Rusty Goodsell, it literally his real name. So Rusty <laughs> Goodsell uh, is, is the founder of New Orchard, and he's created a pretty cool thing called the Journey System. And, and what we're going to be talking about today is the maturity process of a business. So whether you're net new, you know, in an early stage or mature or extremely mature, if you want to hit rapid growth or hyper growth, meaning doubling every year or two in revenue and size, you really need to know how do we do this? How do we scale this up without breaking every system process, way that we communicate that is vitally important. So Rusty, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. It's great to be here. I love the energy. Thank you. I've, I've got my coffee. I'm ready to rock and roll. I hope I can keep up with your energy. Let's let's get after it. All right. So, you know, I, I do traction EOS. I've read Vern Harnish's Scaling Up. Uh, you know, I, I love all of these business books from good to great to uh, what, what's, uh, who's the godfather of this? Um, why am I blanking on his name? Um, godfather of management practice. What's his name? Oh, I'm, uh, it's not coming to me. Yeah, uh, son of a gun. So I'll, I'll hit it a little bit later. Um, Peter Drucker, that's it. Right? Uh, so we oh, have Peter yeah, Drucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I can go to the university. I can get my master's. I have peer groups. I have Vistage. I mean, I have all of these different things to get maturity, to get scale. So I guess the first question, Rusty, is why in the world should we listen to you? That's a great question. I don't know because <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure it out as well. Now, you know, it's, uh, I don't know why you should listen to me other than that what we have found uh, is that all of those things that you just mentioned are tactical methodologies, okay? So it's really how you execute on a number of different things. And um, what, what we've done is uh, we've developed a, a tool or a, uh, a software or platform that helps identify, you know, where a or how a company is operationally behaving. 
Okay, so if you've got, uh, you know, there's principles of which a business is done. So a P&L is a P&L is a P&L at a certain level, right? Uh, and so what we've done is we've, we've found that there's 47 different business principles that are uh, industry agnostic. And so what we can do is we can identify how a company is behaving within one of those principles. So learning how someone behaves is, is, and, and getting kind of that starting point is exactly what a lot of these business owners want. So if I'm doing EOS, if I'm doing Vern Harnish, if I'm doing whatever it is, the beginning of the conversation is uh, the, the consultant uh, looking at, the, at their client saying, hey, what do you want to do? And, uh, and, the, and the client looking back at the consultant saying, hey, what should I do? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, by, I always give this analogy of uh, my son's eight years old. I have certain expectations of him based off of his behaviors, right? But if my goals change or his goals change, I first need to know what behaviors I need to invest in to get him there. It's the same mentality. So, you know, uh, how you do it, you shouldn't listen to me. You should probably listen to those EOS folks or the Vern Harnish or, you know, the different tactical methodologies. That's not, that's, uh, that's not my, uh, my, uh, my area of expertise, but I can tell you the specific behavior. So if scaling is a goal of yours, I can tell you exactly how you're behaving in certain areas that are um, attributed to scale okay. and Let what behaviors you need to change. So let's unpack that a little bit. So really what you're saying here is, okay, current resources, the Vern Harnishes, the, the EOSs, yep. whatever the case may be, um, current resources are tactical what to do. Yes. Now, it might even be a little bit about how to do it, you know, cool, cool tools and resources and things along those lines. Yep. So, but it's mostly what to do. And your tool sees how we're doing it. So theirs is on the what and yours is on the do. Is that a... So if I look at, let's, let's, I'll use an example. So uh, base, uh, the most immature uh, uh, level of behavior within standard operating procedures is that, stand, that an organization does not have standard operating procedures, okay? So, or they haven't defined them. So the next level, the next behaviors that you would want to do is you, you know, you look at defining those and documenting them and whatnot. Now, so, so we know what we have to do in order to get to that next level of, of maturity, right? Right. How you do it, whether you do it on a weekly, uh, uh, I mean, what's some of the, what's some of the vernacular within the EOS? Yeah, you're going to get like a... a yeah, you're going to get a weekly, uh, a weekly L10 or D10, or you're going to do 12 week year, um, your, your weekly scorecard, or yep. you name the flavor. They basically are saying the same thing. So keep going. Right. So what I'm saying is I'm going to give you what you're aiming at that you're going to then execute in the EOS fashion. 
Okay, so let me let me feed this back to you. So um, full disclosure here, the way that I came across Rusty was a good introduction from a from a buddy of mine that I used to do some sales training with, uh, Adam uh, Adam Boyd, and he introduced me to Rusty, knowing that we're we do EOS, and so we we we're not true practitioners of EOS, meaning that, you know, EOS is great, but we pull in some fern harness. We throw, we pepper in some 12 week year. We pepper in some, um, uh, some clockwork for the, for the, uh, what you were talking about, the SOWs or the, 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 um, the procedures, the, the, the procedures and programs and stuff like that. So we do all of that. So whenever we went through this, there's a whole lot of different things that you need to need to know and prioritize. That's so right. what comes across to me with this, Rusty, is that um, of all the myriad of things that I need to do, this helps me to focus on my critical few. So if I'm talking to rocks, or if I'm talking 12 week year, or I'm talking um, EOS, those rocks, those critical few, uh, even even if you look at the execution, what four laws of execution or whatever, whatever it is from, um, Stephen Covey, right? Mm. It's all saying the same things that you focus on the critical few. And mm -hmm. so what you're suggesting, if I understand this right, is that this is going to help you to focus on the critical few. It's going to identify where you are. And yes, based on whatever your goal is. So let's say it's to lower risk or drive sustainable profitability. I think it would be important to kind of understand. So once we, once our... So the way that the, the that we determine where you are is through an objective-based process, right? It's an objective-based assessment with the leadership of an organization through a binary tree process. Um, and so what we're able to find out about an organization within about two and a half hours would normally take anywhere from two to six months. Okay, yeah. so that's, that's the first thing. So we're speeding up the process to understand where you are across these 47 critical areas. Then we use data science and algorithms to marry whatever your goal is. So it, again, lower risk, drive sustainable profitability, increase quality, whatever the organization is aiming at. It will take that goal and it will reorder based on how you scored what are the things that you should prioritize? Okay, so it defines your rocks. Correct. Okay, so a, a couple of things out of this then. So it's less on the how and what and more of the identif identification of, of one. Well, so you were talking behaviors, and that, I guess that's what I'm struggling with, right? Because uh, I'm a former Sandler guy. We're all about the behaviors. Got to behave, got to behave, got to behave, right? So it's all about the behaviors. Yeah. So uh, another way that I'm, would it be fair to say that this allows you to know how you're executing? Because what's, so let's define a little bit, um, what is maturity? How would you define that maturity so we can know what we're really talking about here? And then is behaviors, what you're talking about, how are you behaving? Is yeah. that the same as how are you executing? Or is that the definition that you're going to give us of maturity? Help us to understand that a bit. Yeah, great, great question. So um, trying to think of the best way to answer this. So the what we're doing is we give you the definition of the, uh, so first is we give you a definition of what the principle is. 
Okay. So, so one of those 47 business principles. Okay. You got it. So let's, let's use sales process. Got it. That's one that's, that's, that's really easy. So, uh, well, it's easy for you and I to talk about because that's kind of the world that we come from. But so sales process, it's going to give you a definition of what is a sales process. Okay. Then it's going to give you two different descriptions of how, how the company or the organization is currently set up or currently behaving. Okay. No okay. sales process has been defined. Sales process has been loosely defined, but it's not, you know, fully documented. Which of these two best represents where you are today? Well, if you choose the more mature one, which is it's been loosely defined, but it hasn't been documented. That bottom one goes, that bottom description goes away and a new one comes up. Okay. So now it's, uh, the next level of maturity, which might be uh, it's it's been defined, it's been documented, but not everybody uh, practices it. I don't know. It's some, you know, some of those different descriptions to understand uh, again where they are. So it's just like getting your eyes checked: A or B, B or C, one or two, two or three. Right. Right. All right. So once we understand, okay they've been loosely defined, but they haven't been documented. Okay. So we know that the, uh, if we want to increase the maturity in that, we want to go to the next level. We know that there's a couple of things that have to happen. It has to be documented. It has to be, uh, uh, um, fully described. I'm kind of just shooting from the hip on some of this stuff. Yeah, it has to be um, implemented throughout the culture. Everybody understands it. Everybody can execute on it and we can measure against it. That's right. So now we know what we're aiming at. Okay. So how are you going to do it? And most we'll people's answer, yeah, most people answer that as, uh, so. So now we look to, there's different methodologies of how we implement things within our business how we make change happen. Interesting. So you didn't say this, Rusty, but in reality then, this allows you not only to want to identify the, the, the key critical areas to fix within your organization. That's right. But this also then allows you to say, hey, that's a pet project that we can put off. This is the area in which we need to focus. So now we can home in on these areas and then rip off the shelf because here, here's the deal. I mean, my gosh, I mean, knowledge right now is ubiquitous. So it's, it's a matter of, hey, knowledge is there. I can go to LinkedIn. I can do all of these different things. I can listen to my podcast, watch YouTube videos. The, yeah. the, the knowledge is out there. But now it gets down to the implementation, so it's the identification, problem solving, implementation. I mean, is, are, are those three things coming out of, the, out of this? So that, that's exactly right. So how you implement it are the different practices. That's why, so, I mean, let's look at exactly what the, what the title is, EOS implementer. Right. Okay. So all they're doing is they're taking, not all they're doing as in a, you know, kind of discrediting, but what they are doing, what they're bringing to the table is a methodology of which you implement 
change within the organization. I'm just defining what you need to change based on how you're currently behaving and what your goals are. Now, in, within our platform, we have kind of a change management platform and all that is, so the way that I always describe this is, we have built a structure, okay, for you to be able to implement and scale your specific tactical methodology. So an EOS could come to us and say, hey, we wanna, we wanna take your, uh, your structure and we wanna customize it to our and tactical methodology and vernacular and all those different things. So we've got a number of different clients within different industries that are doing um, coaching, consulting, business management, whatever it is. And they have found kind of their secret sauce. Right, which everybody has it, but here's, let me just give you a secret. There's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> That's right. But what people identify with is they identify with relationships. They identify with, you know, maybe how someone's teaching uh, their methodology. I mean, it's the same reason why we change uh, professors in college within the same uh, course. Yeah. This statistics teacher teaches it this way versus this one. I identify with that one. So there's always, I always say this uh, about most any type of services, there's, there's always a consultant for somebody. Right. You know, so it's just how they're doing it, how they're bringing it to you. And so we're providing a structure for people to take their tactical methodology and continuously show the value that they're bringing to their clients they're, they're expediting, right? And through this, uh, because we're constantly, our clients are constantly showing the value, they're increasing their retention of their clients. Right. I'm gonna, so I, let me go back to real quick. The, uh, so these organizations, I've got one right now. Uh, they have been extremely, extremely successful within uh, the financial world. And, uh, and so uh, the leader of this organization, he grew the entire business based off of a couple of principles of how you run your business or your firm or this or that. And so what he wants to do is he's looking at our structure, taking everything out of Excel, Word, you know, all those different things and putting it into the platform, white labeling the whole thing. And it is theirs. Oh, interesting. So you're what well, he is a consult. Oh, got it. So he's, he's a client and he's taking that. So instead of doing, is this an alternative to like a SharePoint or Google drive or like how sure. about I mean, that a little bit? It, it, it is, but you got to remember. So the, the, it, the software has the ability to assess, strategize and then execute right okay so that execute so really the um his expertise and process starts to play out in the strategy builder 
piece of it and then into the execution. What I mean by that is our data, our algorithms will identify, like I said before, hey, you know, there's 47 principles based on how you scored and what your goal is. These are the 10 uh, in this order of most impact to least impact of steps that you need to uh, focus on your rocks, right? His expertise starts at that point, because what he can do is say, you know, that's, I can see where the data would tell us that, but it doesn't know about COVID. It doesn't know about relationships. No, no data does. And so what he does is he can reorder those steps. So he can take eight and move it up to number two. Got it. So I'm finding this, Rusty, uh, across a number of different, um, from our client base, but also some vendors out there, that it seems like the the new push, and I don't, this probably isn't new, I'm not a huge um, huge guy on the latest and greatest in technology, but it seems like more and more I'm discovering that the ideal integration is outstanding technology integrated with human intelligence. There you go. Okay, got it. Because I'm seeing that more and more. Is that is that a trend or has that been around for a while or is it getting a no, little bit more integrated? It's, it, it's, it's, uh, I'm seeing it more and more uh, as well. It's, um, you know, uh, as, as predictive analytics and all those things kind of come out, um, we realize that, um, data does not have personality and so it really does need the expertise of the human which is really encouraging for uh us humans yeah exactly (laughs) like we don't have to worry that westworld is uh is is uh, you know indefinitely happening so i mean it's you know uh yeah that's that's you know, we've got a guy uh, on our board and he's been a consultant within the healthcare world for so long. And he was just like, I wish I had this. Yeah. I would have been able to see more clients. I would have been able to um, move faster, provide uh, deeper documentation. You know, because some of the time, I mean, that's one well, thing. Let me let, let me go pivot ahead. you a little bit, if I don't if right. you don't mind. So let, let's go to the uh, the forty seven business principles. Okay. How in the world did you come up with them? Why forty seven? Like mm-hmm. any marketing person would tell you, come to three to seven. For goodness sakes, not forty seven. Why forty seven? And how in the world did you get those? Well, I mean, if you look across, uh, so there's there's two different frameworks that we gleaned from. Right. Okay. So I tell and uh, CMM. So Carnegie Mellon did a, uh, a study with the DOD and they came out with a capabilities maturity model. Okay. okay. And uh, really intriguing study, love it. I'll, you know, all the credit to, uh, to Carnegie Mellon on that one. So we gleaned from those as well as 50, 60 years of collective business experience and then we did a number of uh, focus groups with C-level leadership across multiple industries, okay? okay. And we basically, you know, kind of laid out all these different, you know, proposed principles. So what are the things that, that are 
uh, vital to a mature organization. And so you start realizing that, well, how you handle your budget, how you handle your cash, that's the same across any industry, how you handle your sales, how you handle culture, strategy, people, you know, all of a sudden you start just like realizing, oh man, well, even, so we, we actually talk about strategy, implementation, money, and people. Okay. Those are the four. And so we, we did, we did, you know, go by the marketing thing and say, those are the four areas. <laughs> so from those four areas, they keep breaking down into what ends up being 47 principles. So give this to us again, strategy, people, implementation, and money. Strategy, implementation, money, and people. So like with strategy, SWOT analysis, strategic planning, uh, business continuity, um, implementation might be processes, procedures, um, uh, money is going to be, you know, things like financials, cash, you know, cash versus accrual, um, uh, on, uh, on people, it's going to be, uh, managing culture, defining culture, HR resources. Uh, and, and those are just some of the examples of, of different principles. Okay. So you gave us a couple of things here. So we have strategy, implementation, money, and people mm -hmm. and the way, and so those are the, the, if we're going to focus on a couple of key areas, those are the areas in which we're focusing. And then yep. we want to assess, strategize, and execute. So get those four, assess where we are under each one of those buckets, the money bucket, the money or the people bucket, the implementation and strategy buckets, um, assess where we are for each one of those, yep. strategize what, if any, priorities should we do to make those better? Because my sense is you might have four or five under one bucket because that is broken and you need, you need to fix that quick. Lee, sorry, quickly. And then once you have that down, you execute. Mm -hmm. Whether it's 12 week year or whatever we wanna do, we execute with fanatical consistency and discipline. All right, got but, it. But think about the value that you just, so within two and a half hours, an objective-based assessment, you just figured out how an organization is behaving across 47 principles that would normally take two to six months to identify. So let's go do that. Why, does, why would it take two to six months the old way? Okay, great, great question. So the traditional, what's the traditional way of doing coaching and consulting? I come in, I meet with the leadership, and then uh, I ask a bunch of questions, right? Right. They give a bunch of answers, and then I go to the next person and the next person, and we do multiple interviews within an organization to come up with a collective uh, uh, assessment or, or, you know, analysis of that organization that I then come back and I present to that company to say, this is what I believe you to be. Right. Right. All right. So now let's go back. I'm asking the questions. You're limited to my subjectivity and experience. Okay. I'm limited 
to the subjectivity and the experience of the person that I'm asking. Okay. So if, uh, if they don't, if, if I have expertise within sales, marketing and operations, how do I get a full understanding of how an organization is behaving when I'm not taking into consideration culture, uh, uh, financials, this, that, the other thing, just because someone has a revenue problem does not mean that they have a sales problem. Yeah. Okay. All right. So just in that statement, but the two of us, we're operating off of what I'm asking. And this individual doesn't necessarily know what to, uh, to divulge like, Hey, you should be thinking of this. So we're limited by that. And then I start getting away from individuals. Well, this individual may not know what's going on with the company in this area over here. So there's this, there's a disconnect. I'm basically interviewing different parts of the body individually to figure out how the body operates. So let me push back a little bit. So I hear, I I know people are going to say, well, wait a second, we pull everyone together. We're collective. We're a joined unit, right? So I now have everybody together and I'm asking everybody at the same time. Um, And I'm in front of a whiteboard. I got tear sheets going all over the place. I'm plastering it up. We're having fun. Right. What's different about what you're doing All right. with there? Because I have my people together. I'm just using paper. Yeah. So you have people together, which is a great thing, but you're still limited to your subjective bias. So you're saying you're meaning the facilitator of that conversation. The consultant, the coach, the whoever it is that is up there with the whiteboard. Because what I have to do is I've got all this stuff on the whiteboard. And then I come back and I say, this is who you guys are. Both of those scenarios, either the first or what we just described, that is an area of conflict now between the coach and their client, because I have to get validation that they are in agreement with my assessment. Right. All right. So the way that we do it is the assessment is everybody together but all we're doing is we're putting a statement up and we're putting, or excuse me, a definition of that principle. And then we're putting those two options of what behavior best describes them. They're collectively coming to an agreement of that's us. And then it, it starts focusing in just like your eye doctor never said, Brian, you should be able to see now. Right. He's just sitting there saying, Brian, A or B? And you're saying B, one or two, one. You're directing the entire thing. And that's what we're letting them do is they're going through this. And what we found is, uh, you know, the, the way that leadership of our So our clients are typically the coaches and the consultants and this and that. Their clients, after going through this process, the common theme is we have never looked at our business together like this. We've never had conversations like this together. This was eye-opening. And thank you for not taking us 
off site for a half day just to throw things up on a whiteboard. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, and, and the thing is, so I can hear the pushback. Well, we don't have outside consultants. We do everything internally. All right, great. So yep. now you are the CEO and the president or whatever the case may be, the chairman. How, how accurate are the answers going to be that you're give, you know, the person that you're writing this, their paycheck to, you know, they're not always forthcoming on all the information. So mm -hmm. in a group, you can, you can get some pushback and um, there's safety in that, that group there. And because it's so focused, they have to come in on, a, on, a, on an answer. Whereas, you know, when, whatever I'm faci facilitating, I've been doing this for a couple of days, right? I'm, I'm pretty decent at it. But even still, it's, it's a real challenge to get everybody to agree or get the same clarity. Because even if you say it one way, not everybody understands it to be the same. So mm -hmm. you're saying this is really objective rather than subjective. And mm -hmm. so because of that, we can home in on it. And, and, and I would say two to four hours because, it, it, you know, the more mature you are, it's going to take you a little bit longer because you have to go a little bit more deeply into it. Um, but even still, you know, if it takes you even two months, cause originally you said three to six months, but even if it takes you two months, that's a quarter that that's three quarters or you know, two thirds of the way through a quarter. Well, guess what? Now it's time to plan for the next quarter and you haven't even you figured out what in the, what in the world you're doing. You so it. uh, it's just ridiculous. And, and then, you know, the, the other challenge that I, that I've seen and maybe can speak to this everybody has their pets, pet projects, you know, because I'm in marketing, I'm in this, I'm in that. Can mm. this, can this process help with that? Absolutely. So I'm, I'm so glad you, you asked that because if we, you know, I have different uh, clients that have their niche within the market. They are sales experts, right? Okay? But they recognize that an organization, if it's treated as a unit, as a one body, they know that just because I have a, you know, what is, I'm being brought in on a sales problem may not be that. So first we have to understand how the entire organization is behaving because I mean, think about this. I have a guy that uh, that has worked on my back and this and that, and he can look at me standing there and I've got, you know, shoulder like this and whatever. And I, the pain is in my back and he goes to my ankle. Right. Or he goes to my knee. And he's like, your problem is down here. And so and he eventually gets back up to where that pain is. But the, the, the more mature consultants are understanding, I need to get a full understanding of how you're behaving. And then we need to identify the behaviors that need to change. And I can map my specific services to different principles. Okay. Well, let me pause you there because what you just said Mm -hmm. And I'm really going to challenge, especially the CEOs and the founders and the presidents that are like super type A personality like I am, mm -hmm. that is always flying. You know, you're working three, four in the morning until 10 o'clock at night because you're a founder, right? And that's what you do when you wear that, that, that badge of honor. Yeah. Um, and, and so you don't slow down to ask these things. You don't slow down to really figure these things out. And so 
I see time and time again, because you're not looking at the organism, you're, you're, you're duct tape and twine and you have like a Franken company going yeah. around. And, and so what you're suggesting is this thing within two to four hours can do all of that thinking with us, not for yes. us, but with us. So we can get down to the execution. And, and, and let me tie this back to what you said earlier, strategy, implementation, uh, money, and people. So is, it, is that implementation also inclusive of execution? Like, how yeah. are we executing on this? Yeah, I mean, there, there is a, there, yes, there is a, uh, an element of that that's getting assessed within each of those different behaviors. You're right, yes. Okay, because in reality, if I'm a company and you can push back on this, or I'm, I'm curious on your insights, but what I'm gathering from this is, all right, great, strategy. Some companies love to strategize, mm -hmm. and they and they have paralysis by analysis strategizing, uh, right? Uh, and then they don't ever execute. Yes. Or they have all of these great strategies, and they try to go out and execute. Again, yes. this is duct tape and twine, but they don't have any type of implementation strategy or any type of implementation plan. So that's kind of what that impl implementation is there, that yes. implementation plan of the strategy. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. now where's, and, and so one could argue, hey, you can track um, how you're executing by your money, which is the scorecard. But I would, I would suggest that there's probably one piece where you have to radically or um, through scorecards or whatever we're going to do, dashboards, whatever you want um, to really track day in, day out execution um, down to the individual level. And then yes. that's going to drive the money. So you have cash flow, yes. cash cycle times. AR, AP, all of those good things. And then people. And, and people is really the, 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 that is the only, in my, in my opinion, people are really your only competitive, non-replicatable competitive advantage. Because I can rip off your technology, I can rip off your marketing, I can rip off your strategy, I can even rip off your plan. But I can't rip off your people because, or that culture, and that's really what ties all of these pieces together. So that's kind of what I'm gathering from all of this. Yes. But is that kind yeah. of on track or where am I out here? No, I, I love it because what you just said is the exact same thing. It's the people are what determines the tactical methodology that you execute. Yeah. Yeah, because if I have junior people, then I'm yeah. going to need to implement different things. If I'm at an immature level, because I'm just starting off, I have to start a different way. If yeah. I have money issues, lack of capital issues, then I got to do different things. And same with an overabundance or super senior. All of those change based upon, and, and that's the beauty, right? Nothing new under the sun. Yeah. But which tool or tactic technique or what behavior I'm going to implement today does change. Right. Based upon current climate. Is that yep. right? Yep. You know, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Got it. <laughs> All right. So the let's... Thing, now, the, the, Brian, real quick. The thing that I would tell you, though, because um, I've heard you say it a couple times, we have never had an assessment go over three hours, no matter what the maturity level is. Okay. So we two to three hours. Two to three hours. And listen to this. We... It, it, it can be done remotely. We had 13 healthcare executives on one of my clients' uh, assessments. Okay. And I, I, and I wrote alongside them. I, 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 uh, I was on the Zoom uh, with, with them as well. And, uh, and I'll be honest, I was sweating bullets 
<laughs> and when you don't, and when you don't have hair, the bullets don't hide. So, uh, but I was, I was nervous because I was like, oh man, this is a lot. Like, these are high-level healthcare executives, high-functioning, and they're, you know, wanting to uh, move. They yeah. want to get back to their day, right? And I was like, oh, man, I'm worried that they're not going to find value or they're going to think this is stupid or this, da, 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 da. whatever, whatever insecurities were popping into my head. And we get to the end of it and the CEO, she says, hey, I just want to stop real quick. This. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, you're going, uh oh, <laughs> I know that's exactly because she didn't. She, she wasn't like a, uh, uh, you know, overly excited individual. She was very even keeled. And so when she kind of leaned in and said, Hey, I want to, uh, I want to stop for a second. I want to share uh, uh, a thought here. And I was like, Oh, here it comes. This yep. is gonna be it. And she was like, this was the best assessment I've ever done with any business. And to be able to sit here and to listen to all of the folks within our organization, I had misunderstandings of where we were, either positive or negatively, but to have the clarity that this gave me within the short amount of time and I didn't have to leave my living room. I was like, can I get you to say that on camera? <laughs> and she said? I haven't asked her. Okay, uh, I, I, I was just like, I was I was just over the moon and, uh, you know, it was a great experience, uh, but it is one that I want to get as a, as a testimonial, but we're just having fun with it. And, and what I love, what I love that we're doing is we're empowering people that love to help those types of folks. Yeah. So consultants want to help. So I, we're just helping them scale and do it, do a lot more of it. Cool. So let's let's be cognizant of the time here. I can't yeah. thank you enough. I, I, I was excited for this because I, I knew this could go in a couple of different directions. It went in a different direction than I was anticipating, but uh, yeah. really good. I appreciate it. So, all right. Help us out. All right. What's one thing, you know, the biggest business challenge, biggest obstacle that you can tell us, share with us so we can avoid it? Oh, gosh. Don't start a business in the middle of COVID. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> um, man, you know, that's a, that's a great question. The, so a mantra that, I, uh, that a mentor of mine uh, gave me that I've, uh, I, I've bought in is uh, find out what you love to do and who you love to do it with. Don't worry about the rest of it. It'll all figure itself out. And, you know, that sounds cute and this and that, but it's so true. And I think just like what you said, it comes down to the people and the culture. Um, you know, uh, all the other stuff. Like, I, I just think about, like, the challenges that we've had to overcome. Uh, I would have not wanted to do it with anybody else. This team that we have is unbelievable. We've been able to achieve so much in a short amount of time. Um, and, it's, and it's the people. So don't bring in the wrong people. 
Amen. It's such a critical thing. I, uh, amen to that. I could go all day on that one. All right, perfect. Now, how about your, uh, your best business hack for talent or sales or scale? If you can speak to talent, how did you, how did you find the team? How'd you bring them in? What's that, your, your hack for finding, and finding that team to go along the ride with you? The journey, if you will. Yeah, well, I think it's, it, it, that's a great question. If I look at uh, each of us, that are in this uh, in this company, uh, we're all a bunch of ragamuffins. <laughs> and, the, what um, do you mean by that? Yeah, no, I mean it's funny. I had a you know, so we've started this technology company, and uh, you know, I've got this title of CEO, and you know, uh, LinkedIn. We've got all these different uh, marketing things that are going on, and this guy from Chicago. Uh, reaches out and he says, I'm just curious, how does a guy like you, I've never met this guy, how does a guy like you become a CEO of a SaaS-based company? <laughs> and I just responded to him. I said, um, well, when you start a company, I guess someone's got to wear it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and uh, what's funny is we've actually become uh, fairly good friends and uh, and it, but it was just amazing because uh, if you look at the different folks, um, culturally, someone would tell you that oh well this is this is the, these guys don't need to be doing X Y and Z or they don't have a uh, an MBA in this you know um, what the talent hack that I've learned is uh, you know it's really about finding people that are passionate. And, um, and almost like they've got something to prove hmm. the, the ones that, uh, exploit their, their, uh, achievements and their MBAs and their, you know, doctorate doctrines and, uh, or doc, yeah, their, their, their degrees, um, I just find that that's not always a win. That's it's almost like a cover. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. So almost finding people with a chip on their shoulder because yeah. they've been pushed down and they're and they want to prove to others. So it's not money motivation, it's performance motivation. It's internal, right? So if you if you're having a problem to motivate your people, uh, you probably have the wrong person. What you just said there, if, yeah. these if these people have something to prove, there's an internal motivation that is just at the core. It's visceral. Yeah. That's they, a they, they got a fire. I mean, if you met uh, this team, every single one of them is sitting here going, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this. Now, how, how, do you, how do you test for that? How do you assess for that? How are you interviewing for that? Uh, that's a great question. Um, some of that is, uh, lots of prayer. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Lots of> alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's, uh, you know, some of that's EQ, right. Um, and, uh, and, and just experience with folks, but, uh, it, it, honestly, okay, here it's asking deeper questions. It's finding out about the actual person. So one of the things I always tell people is I'm like, look, you don't work for, for New Orchard. You work for whatever your last name is incorporated. Yeah. Okay? 
because I've always thought that like as soon as we give a company the power that like I am owned by this or this defines me, we're, we're, in, we're, we're in trouble. The right. human is in trouble. So what I'm always interested to learn is tell me about last name incorporated. Tell me about your, your board of directors. Tell me about the CEO. Tell me about who you are and whose you are. Right. What makes you tick? And yeah, I like um, that. Yeah. And it's, uh, once you start finding out those types of things, then it starts to go, okay, tell me about your product. Tell me about your service. What, what is it that you, that, that, uh, makes you the expert within those areas? Cause it's not a degree. Uh, right. Well, that's interesting. So it's, um, we started asking the question, who are you looking to become? Mm, that's because that's, yeah, that. yeah, that's character based, right? Who are you yeah. looking to become? Um, and that's where you start to get their dreams and their motivation. And then you go, like you said, that deeper level. Well, why do you want to become that? Mm -hmm. Why is that important? So yeah. yeah, that's really good stuff. All right. Uh, real quick, Ryan, winding down the clock, uh, books, podcasts, guides, resources that you might recommend. Oh gosh. Uh, I got, I got two right here. Um, this was a book that was recommended to me, uh, by good buddy, Tarek. And it's, uh, it's called the ultimate blueprint for an insanely successful business. This guy, Keith Cunningham, Keith, if you ever watch this, uh, we need to meet, uh, he's a fellow Texan. Uh, he is a, uh, uh, down in Austin and I love what he's done with that book. The other one, and this was Samantha Burgess on our team. Uh, she's introduced this to me, uh, value proposition design. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but holy smokes. I mean, uh, she's been giving me an MBA in, uh, in this, and those have been fantastic. Um, one that I've always loved is the challenger sale. Okay. Um, that is, uh, that's just a fantastic, uh, fantastic book. So those are, those are three that just kind of qu quickly come to mind. Teach Taylor and take control. Gotta yeah. love it. Uh, yeah. value prop design. I'll have to read that. And then ultimate blueprint for in, uh, an insanely successful business. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Go out, get them, read them, but don't just read them, freaking implement and execute. All right. Pull out your magic eight ball. What's the crystal ball say? What trends, what do we need to be watching for? Man, uh, we're, we're living in a totally different, uh, society and culture and climate. Um, and so, uh, for small business owners to medium-sized business owners, aim small, miss small. Be, I mean, there is not uh, a time that we need to be uh, very intentional with every move that we make. And so uh, let's make sure that we're not wasting energy on things that are not gonna impact where we actually wanna go. Yeah. So. So that's one that it really is driving the uh, uh, answering the why. Like, why are we doing this? Uh, why are we spending money on this? Why are we doing it this way? Uh, is there a better way that we really just need to question 
uh, uh, some of those things. Coaches, consultants, m and I mean, we're, we're making a huge impact on the M&A world right now. Um, whether you are a CPA firm or you're a coach or a consultant, or you want to be looked at as a uh, consultative partner, or you are assessing businesses, you have got to figure out how to differentiate yourself. Because there are more coaches and consultants that are coming onto the market at a faster rate. And, uh, and everybody has the same pitch. And that's, uh, you know, you really, whether you are an M&A group or whatever, you have got to differentiate yourself. And, and I think that that is through um, expertise, process, and technology. Those are the three things. Yeah. Can you do it faster, better? And I'm not going to say cheaper because there's always value, but can you do it faster and better? And they'll pay for the value. So outstanding. All right. So Rusty, awesome conversation. Thanks so much. So in the less than two minutes, who should reach out to you? Why should they reach out to you? Mm. Give us a, give us a lowdown. If you are a coach or consultant, reach out to us. If you have a firm that is, uh, wants to be a consultative partner, so we have CPA firms, we've got accounting firms, we've got outsourced HR groups, we've got uh, um, uh, employee benefits groups. Basically, all these folks that want to bring additional value to their clients and you want to customize or you want a platform to be able to scale, you should call us. The other one is uh, uh, the M&A product that, uh, that we've created called Touchstone um, and, uh, along with Journey is making a big splash right now. So if you want to know how to speed up the M&A lifecycle process and reduce uh, cultural mismatch and uh, and understanding what you're walking into from a behavioral standpoint and operational standpoint and be able to come up with a clear strategy, you should probably call us. Awesome. And how should they reach out to you, Rusty? Uh, go to our website, uh, journeysystem.com or neworchard.com. Uh, they can also reach out to me, rustyg at neworchard.com, sales at neworchard.com. Hey, Rusty, I can't thank you enough. Awesome conversation. So uh, again, nothing new under the sun here. If you want to scale, you got to know your maturity. It comes to strategy, implementation of that strategy, execute, make sure we're watching money and get the right people. Hey, thanks everyone. Brian Whittington from the Talent Sales and Scale Show. Until next time, see ya. Get after it.